This episode of The Horror Show is brought to you by Tom Rose, Necrotic, Wendy Smith, and a big special shout out to uh, Kimberly Siegler. Kimberly's a cool gal, and uh, what a generous, generous donation. Thank you so much, Kimberly. Um, update on merchandise. Uh, the artwork is almost done. Still waiting on the shirt design, and then we'll have enamel pins and uh, shirts. Also, maybe a little surprise with those, too. There might be a little surprise if I can get it done in time, so we'll see what happens. So that's going to be dropping soon. Uh, might skip, at this point, the winter stuff. Like the, I was going to do um, long sleeves, um, but since it's it's going to be a bit, um, it'll probably might as well just get ready for the spring, right, guys? Um, but maybe like a baseball tee, those three-quarter sleeves. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway doing Cutter's Treasure. It's a two-part special from Are You Afraid of the Dark? We're doing both episodes right now. Uh, some of you have been able to find it on YouTube. We purchased it on Amazon, as we've said. Um, and it looks like Joe won't be available this week, uh, but we will. We So me and Rachel are probably going to do it again for another couple weeks because we can just bang them two out in a row. Um, and then we'll see uh, where Joe stands after that. All right, guys, so uh, I feel like there's something else. Oh, yeah, I'm like, I sound super bizarre in these last couple episodes, this last one and this one. Um, and the reason is, for some reason, I was so fucking lazy that night. And the way I propped up my microphone is insanity. So I have like one of those articulating boom arms that like stretches out. And my son was upstairs, so I didn't want to record upstairs. So I came down and I somehow managed to put it on my bookshelf and extend the arm out over my body while I was reclined in my recliner. Not the best setup for speaking, so I think I was, I think I was getting a little, little groggy on this one. Uh, anyway, uh, enjoy Cutter's Treasure, and we'll be back next week. Not sure what we're gonna do. I'm gonna talk to Rachel and uh, and see see what we can do. Maybe we'll do like a true, like a true horror, true crime or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Anyway, guys. Um, enjoy Cutter's Treasure. Okay, I stopped paying attention in class. I was thinking about the adventures of Ash, about the misfortune of sending kids to Crystal Lake. Became addicted straight away with the initial tape. God bless Betamax. VHS, holy like Amanda Kruger. I was introduced to genre flicks by Toby Hooper. I started craving more just like Larry the Looter. I collected VHS without commentary or bloopers. Throw computers, magazines, a bunch of stores. Spent my money on movies and begged my mom for more. I'd watch the boys kill those astro bastards five times a day or even more. I loved the gore. Lionel and Paquita combined their lonely hearts. I was hellbound, Cenobites tore my soul apart. I've seen them all, from Dracula to Vertigo. Listen up, welcome to the horror show with Sean and Joe. Hello everybody and welcome to the horror show. Show it dissects, mulets, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not so favorite horror movies and other horror related events. I'm Sean. I'm Rachel. Rachel, it is great to have a woman on here for my Valentine's Day episode. Joe is still dealing with a child. Dealing with a child. I'm very happy to be here. Jo Joe's uh, been afflicted with a child. He he has come down with child. He has come down with child. <laughs> Congratulations, uh, Joe. Thank you for uh, entrusting me with co-hosting duties. It, is, it has been an honor and... Uh, 
thank you to all of your listeners for uh, welcoming me into your lives for the past month. So, so I mean, seriously, our our fans have been very positive. I I love the messages we got from them, especially like the one guy who was like, when Rachel mentioned the $60 candle, I was bugged out. But then, then you explained it as food. And I was like, Oh, okay. I get it. (laughs) Cause it's true. Like a nice meal. Like, you would pay 60 bucks for like a really yeah. good meal and that's gone instantly. Like Totally. And so like a candle so, like at least lasts for a little while. Yeah, that's how I have to rationalize it cuz I'm the asshole who spent $60 <laughs> on a candle. So I'm going to I'm just going to keep telling myself that. Yes, yes, yes. Um I I agree completely. Um I'm I'm fine with it. Now I now I want to outdo you honestly. Now I'm going to go to I'm going to go to New York City this weekend and I'm going to buy a $100 candle. You know what? You should. And I'm, I might. Joe Joe Malone is the brand. Joe Malone. Joe Malone. I'm gonna buy something else. Okay, buy something else. Buy like a very um. I don't know. Well, you like fall scents. Well, you know what? I I've noticed the more expensive ones are the ones that are based on perfume designers. Like, it's weird. But like, I don't want a candle that smells like perfume. <laughs> No, they don't have those. They have like good candle brands that are just like designer candle brands, but they're really, they smell really good. Mm. But honestly, you can get good. Like I, I bought a bunch of candles at Target recently oh. and I like them. How much were they? <laughs> Wait, we're, you know, like, we're back on candle talk. Wait, fuck. <laughs> Wait, people were like, the candle talk was unbelievable. They're like, why do you, they're like the fact that you had candles like on the tip of your like you didn't even hesitate when she was like what's your favorite candle and you not only had one but you had two candles and you blend them together you you have a signature scent i have a signature scent um uh i i still i haven't ordered those yet but i'm going to because i need to know oh my god yo you put that oh my god i can't even explain it anyway um target brand i haven't thought about i've tried walmart brand okay i swore i would never do it but I bought Walmart brand recently, like to burn yeah. it in my office, not in my home. And okay. <laughs> this is wow. I love that you coastal-y. take. I, this is I love that you take candles to your office. Oh yeah, I have a, I have a, yeah. It's like aromatherapy. It's very. <laughs> so how was the Walmart brand one? Oh, terrible! They smell like shit. Like there's something about those scents that is just so bad. I I don't know. I don't know. Can I tell you that like when I was 18. I worked at Pier 1 Imports for exactly three months. And first of all, the whole store smells like potpourri yeah. and candles. Yes. And like their scented candles are like very scented candles. So oh. I would come I would come home from work reeking. Like it's crazy. It's crazy how much the scent sticks to you. Anyway, yeah, it, that's it's not that interesting of a story. No, but it just I just I just had like a visceral reaction thinking about like strongly strong scents, yeah, scented yeah. candles. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. So that's 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 our candle talk for today. So um, you made me watch Cutter's Treasure for Valentine's Day. I was like, you yeah. know what? I'm gonna treat her and her boyfriend to a real treat. <laughs> he was so he was so upset. He's never gonna have sex with me again. His dick is soft from watching Cutter's Treasure. I don't know why Charles S. Dutton's in it, and he's a fucking American treasure. Um, he's fucking beautiful, beautiful man. Charles S. Dutton, uh, he was, um, Dr. Gray in Gothica. 
if you recall. He was in uh he was in that movie that f- classic flick Mimic and he was he was Oh, Mimic was terrible. <laughs> he was he was Dylan in Alien 3. So and, and I mean countless other things. This guy's this guy's been around the block more than yeah. we could ever imagine. But more importantly than that, this episode stars not just Dr. Vink but but, but Sado. But Sado, uh, both making their fourth appearances in the series in season four. We are in season four. <laughs> and so every year they got an episode. What a life. What a life. And like I said in the last week's episode, like we know that Dr. Vink is probably some seasoned stage actor. Yes. Like yes. he studied at like the Royal Shakespeare Company, yep. probably. <laughs> and like I feel the same way about whoever the fuck plays Sado. Now, so we've been talking in both episodes now about kind of like hidden messages within uh, uh um the episodes. Maybe not even just hidden messages, but there's like some weird sexual undertones in a lot of what's happening yeah it happens again in this um in the first episode i thought this kid in the opening scene he's trying to like mack it with his girlfriend the one of the main characters did you also think that he was trying to get a hand job he absolutely was (laughs) i'm sorry no one lifts a woman's (laughs) hand up like that to do anything but put it on their dick (laughs) like that's the, the way the way he lifted it up and then the camera panned down, but then it like oh it went right past his dick. What so you didn't see? What would you ever <laughs> grab a woman by the wrist? Her okay, so they're making out and the and the girl's hand is on the ground. One of her yeah. hands is on the ground, and he grabs her by the wrist and brings it over to him and then it cuts and you're like he was putting his, that hand on his dick like there is no doubt right. and then it cuts back and they're just holding hands and they're just holding hands and it's like that's not happening that is not. no he he absolutely put that hand on his dick and have you ever seen a younger kid with bigger blue balls in dude that, i wrote that note so many times this kid was fucking horny so fucking horny like so horny he, this this kid's gonna grow up to be the biggest fucking asshole ever and treat well, women like pieces of shit. You know I'm what? Convinced. You know what? I disagree. I disagree because you know why? You know why? Okay, so okay, the hand job thing. I was like, okay, that's you're a piece of shit. But <laughs> later on, he asks for his permission to make out with her for a little. He kind of he, he doesn't force himself, but he definitely is just like, you want to make out? No, no. I wrote it down. It is. Um, oh, he goes, no, this is so sweet. This he goes. Oh, he goes. Is there any chance? No, I, no it's even nicer than that. I don't suppose there's any chance we can make out. <laughs> I don't it was, suppose that it was. It was very polite. It was very polite. Uh, that's I mean, my move. That's my move, and it fails ninety nine percent of the time. So, like, <laughs> trust me, it's a nice move. There's some good intentions. I, I agree that that was a nice thing he did, yes. but just this kid's attitude the whole time. Oh, sure, I just sure, yeah. know he's going to be a douchebag later well, on. Well, yes, when the girl leaves and he like is like, <laughs> <laughs> he fucking loses Kills it. himself because he can't nut. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's unbelievable. It's so ridiculous. Um, okay, we have to go in order. Yes, we do. We do have to go in order. Um, so <laughs> let's start. Let's start these. Uh, this was told by Gary and Frank, a dual, a tag team in it. 
Gary, right. and, Gary and Frank are a frame in this shit. Um, just the story in the middle of story sandwich. <laughs> Um, and this is this is the outfit of Frank's that I love the most, where he has the bandana on and the cutoff jean jacket. <laughs> and the jean, he's wearing like a motorcycle Canadian tuxedo. Yes. This mm. is the one where he looks like Rico Suave. Yeah. And you know what? The one thing I never liked about Are You Afraid of Dark, even as a kid, was like um what, like when they'd tell a story and it would cut to the Midnight Society. And they'd always be like, man, this story rocks. And I'd right. be like, or th- you know what? You're just reinforcing <laughs> no, how much I hate this story. <laughs> yeah. or, or, or I hated in the intro. I always thought, even as a kid, I thought it was lame. Was when they would all be laughing and joking around. And then one of the Midnight Society people would be like, but what if it wasn't? <laughs> yeah, 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 You know, like yeah. what? And then it would like show the kids' faces and they'd be like, ooh. They'd be like, like, oh shit. I never thought about if ice cream was bad. <laughs> Right. <laughs> but what if every time you ate ice cream, it made you sick? Yeah. <laughs> this, I call this tale the tale of lactose intolerance. That's probably an episode. <laughs> <laughs> Just shitting out ice cream. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, let's, let's, let's get, let's dive in here. Um, uh, so we, uh, boy, this story, I'll tell you what, um, not, not, not their best effort. And no, <laughs> really for this all. to be two episodes is it's, it's a bit egregious. <laughs> it really is. It really... They really, they really were like overshooting their shot here. They, they really thought they had something and they did not. They did not. They could have wrapped this up <laughs> in an episode. I mean, even the ghastly grinner would have been a better two part episode. There are so many other episodes that I would have been fine with seeing more of. This one, I, I I could not believe how fucking long and unnecessary it was. Really, man, really. It's and it's about fucking pirates, and I, I it, you, <sighs> that shit just bothers me. I I, I don't give a fuck. I was about surprised pirates. you picked this one, honestly. Yeah, well, you know what? I see a two part special, and I'm all about it. You know, I'm all okay. I'm all about the gimmicks. I'm a gimmick guy. I'm, a, I'm like, okay. no, this is my life. Well, there's look, there is a lot of gimmicks in this. There, my life is. I, I am obsessed, obsessed with with gimmick things. Like if you if you tag a gimmick onto something, there's a good chance I'm going to buy it or watch it or do anything because I'm like, whoa, that sounds unique. <laughs> even, if, <laughs> even if it's like a two-part episode, if it's like anything, if you tag it as like limited edition or special or like one of a right. co- I'm watching it. I'm fucking watching it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Dude, my son watches uh, Teen Titans Go, which I do, I do like, right? Like it's a fine show. It's funny. Um, but when they do like a special episode, like they're like a special two part, I'm like, what the fuck? And I make sure <laughs> we are home to watch it. <laughs> like it's so bizarre. I'm just like really tuned into that. It's so weird. When okay, I, so that's why you picked it. When I watched wrestling growing up, gimmick matches, like specialty matches, like I was like, I have to buy this pay per view. Like there's a casket match. Like I can't miss that. <laughs> like, there's been, there's been. A, like, I was just like a sucker for it, man. I still am. I still am. Um, I want to try and think about something that I did that too recently, but I can't. Um, you know, probably. I don't know. I'm, I was about to say something stupid. All right. So we jump right into a swashbuckling tale. Um, These kids are way too old to be playing this game. Well, first we see um, some pirates in a in a in a in a. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. We're at the prologue. I forgot. Yeah, the always there's always a prologue, and um, 
there's a pirate who looks like a he looks like a bum and he's trying to kill this other pilot pirate but it's just a skeleton uh then we see pirate dutton who um they're cutting off his face like it's going to be a huge reveal later that like right that like charles s dutton is in the episode (laughs) like kids even know who he is right and like i don't even understand it um they keep cutting off his face and then um and then the bum pirate drops the blade and we see a little boy pick it up that oh yeah that actually doesn't affect anything (laughs) it doesn't yeah that never comes back around no they're acting like this is some like oh you remember that little kid because he's gonna come back yeah no that's not a thing um i mean i guess it's a uh, the only reason i ever correct myself sometimes is just because i don't want people to message me (laughs) so i understand that the knife had to come out of the cave for them to find it later but like it makes no sense that this little kid was like i'm gonna grab that knife (laughs) i mean they focus so much on the little kid yeah um I don't know. As if we this would episode, even question it later. Like, who cares? Like, this whole story was so convoluted. Like, I, I, it made no, it made so little sense sometimes. Well, Cutter kills this guy, like not graphically, but he's like, oh well, it's time to die. <laughs> like, pulls out his sword. Right. And then we cut to a couple of annoying kids playing swords. That's that's when it cuts to the kids that I thought yeah. were too old to be playing that game. Wait. Oh, and one of the kids isn't even a part of the story, huh? No, it's like he runs the away. Brother, yeah, it's like the younger brother and his friend. Yeah, so it's Max is the younger brother, and they're spying on his older brother Russ, um, who is who's trying to get a hand job. Who's trying to get a hand job, as we discussed, um, with his girlfriend, uh, and they they totally fucking cock block him by turning on the sprinkler in his face. This was a story about cock blocking. This, That's what this is was the a story. Sto- this is a story truly of cock blocking. This is a story of teasing um, because <laughs> the, the end of this episode is is they ultimately che- teased Charles S. Dutton to death. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Ultimately, the end is just a big tease. I have several questions about that, too. Oh, we'll, we'll I, get there. I'm really excited for the end scene because I, I, it's really fascinating. OK, um. So they turn on the sprinkler and the brother loses his mind and is like, you're an idiot. So he chases them home where the kid's parents are leaving because we can't have more than three characters. So we got to chase a couple of them off. So the parents are leaving and they're going to leave them in the hands of this elderly woman. This, this fucking babysitter. She had a fucking nightmare. This fucking babysitter is literally every 90s kids movie babysitter. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Like. And, and not even 90s kids movie, like 90s kids commercial, 90s kids TV show. Like, I've never seen a babysitter like that in my life before. No, no. And <laughs> the other funny part is um, the way the way that kids treated their babysitters in TV and movies in the 90s was so terrible. Like, they were it like, was uh, abusive. Yeah. And like, <laughs> even this one, they're like, God, she smells like fish. <laughs> And so they hate her so much they decide to trick her into leaving somehow by just giving her the money up front and being like, leave, split. <laughs> he did, it reminded me of like a more wholesome version of, do you remember Three Ninjas? 
Oh my God. Yes. Okay. So three ninjas was like one of my favorite movies ever as it's a kid. It's good. It's good. And I still think it's hilarious because I'm an idiot. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like one of my favorite, one of my favorite lines in that movie is when the kid goes, okay, the good news is they cream the babysitter with the pizza. The bad news is they have a gun. <laughs> <laughs> it was so dark. You, you know what? You know what? Oh man. That reminds me of, um, there were two movies I loved. Oh man. One was Camp Nowhere. Oh yeah. That was good. I loved Anarchy. Like. (laughs) Yeah. Child Anarchy. Heavyweights. Yes. Heavyweights. But at least Heavyweights wasn't total Child Anarchy because like that's. It was revenge. It was a revenge. It was revenge. It was Child Revenge. But Child Anarchy. That that was like, let's lock up all the adults and fucking. Because there was that. And then there was the one where they. House Arrest. House Arrest. Yes. That movie was great. It was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Uh, uh, Jamie Lee. Lock them all in the fucking basement. (laughs) That. I mean, that's pretty sadistic. Even as a kid, I was like, this is fucking twisted. Dude, they are treating it like a prison too. Like they like control their TV time and they're like, fine, you can listen to the radio for five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucked up. It's so cruel. Um, And yet every kid that watched it was like, I wish I could do that. (laughs) Um, So um, they tricked the babysitter into leaving and the two brothers have a little tiff here. Uh, because the older one is a straight pussy hound and and, and the younger one is like, oh, I want to hang out like 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 they get the babysitter away. And the old the younger Max is like, so what do we do next? And the older kid's like, I don't give a shit what you do, which, by the way, I mean, I never had brothers, but like all I wanted was peace from my siblings. Like I just ne- like and I think they wanted the same like they didn't want to hang out with me like right. no babysitter. We're going on our separate ways. We're doing our own thing. This, like, I can't even imagine having a sibling that was like, oh, well, what are you doing? <laughs> I did not want to hang out with my brother at ever, all. ever, ever. And he didn't want to hang out with me. It yeah. was like, oh, mom's not home. Bye. And like, maybe it's a, maybe it's because I had sisters, so I didn't have a brother. But like, maybe a same sex thing. It's a little different. But yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't know either. Um, but so, he's like. Yeah, he's invited his girlfriend over, like literally, to Netflix and chill. Yes, yeah, open CDs and chill. Oh my god, the CDs! The CDs was the best part. The C- I wrote that down. <laughs> I totally wrote that down, and I'm very happy that you also noticed that too. I'm getting some CDs. I'm getting some CDs, man. <laughs> I tried to look at what CDs he was getting. So did I. They, so did I. <laughs> they were just like nondescript. Yeah. Fucking I was disappointed. I know I was disappointed too. Um, so the brother's like, fine, I'll leave you alone, but you have to buy me this <laughs> magic set from Sardos. Yeah. It feels so crowbarred in at this point. Like it's like Dude, they just yeah, they shoehorned in Dr. Vink and Sardo. They really had nothing to do with this story except that it was like a vehicle to get whatever they get at Sardos. But they yeah. could have gotten that anywhere. It's so weird that this was like their big season four two part. It's so weird. They deserve better. They They deserve so much better. They did. Um, So so Russ goes to Sardo's to buy the stupid set. And um, did you think his name was also Rush during a lot of this? Because I kept hearing Rush. No, but it is Canadian. So it could be Rush (laughs) like named after the band. (laughs) 
I'm That's sure what there, I thought. I'm sure there are some Canadian boys named Rush. <laughs> I mean, the guy in the Laughing in the Dark was named Ouija. I know. So that I was, was like, ridiculous. And did you see so how like, they spelled it? No. How'd they spell it? In the credits, they spelled it W-E-E-G-E. <laughs> That's how I spelled it in my notes, because I was like, there's no way this kid's actually named after the board. It's probably like Ouija, like a squeegee. <laughs> Yeah, no, I didn't. I, so maybe it is Rush. I don't, I think it, uh, I don't know. Canadians are, okay. they're using their own language. It's <laughs> just let it be. Um, okay. So there's a chest at Sardo's, like a, a pirate chest, like a treasure chest. And uh, it's got a sign on it. And if you can open it, you win whatever's inside. Um, and Sardo's like, like, the kid's like, can I try? And Sardo's like, ah, oh, just a piece of shit. It never opens. <laughs> And then the kid, the kid somehow opens it by just, just by touching it. And, uh, the, like, you're right. Sardo actually was a good actor. Cause like, I actually really liked the one line he delivered. That was pretty funny was he's like, he was like, uh, he's like, Oh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I can get $5,000 do- dolls, dolls, $5,000. I'm a collector. Right. I'm a doll collector. <laughs> like, I was like, that's fucking funny. Like that's funny shit. Um, and Sardo also, like Dr. Vink had his catchphrase, which was Dr. Vink with a va va va. Right, right. But Sardo also had his catchphrase, and his whole deal was that no one ever could like pronounce his name yes. correctly. Yes. And like people would always call him Mr. Sardo, and he would go, I'm Sardo. <laughs> no, no, Mr. Accent on the dough. And people would be like, Yeah, whatever, Sardo. I, I really need to talk to you about the end of this. <laughs> like I have to wait. I have to okay, wait. Okay. Because okay. I want to talk to you so bad about Sardo and Vink's interaction at the very. Oh, end. oh, oh, oh! I definitely wrote about that. Okay. So okay. Very okay, curious. Okay, <laughs> very okay. curious. We to have see the if same notes. The same we have thing. the same note. I can already tell you we have the same note. <laughs> okay. Because that was insane. Okay. Okay. Don't give it away. All right. <laughs> this you could cut the tension with a knife, and it's not bad tension. Like. No. Okay. You could feel the electricity there. Uh, yes, you could. Oh, my gosh. Um, wow. That was something else. Um, <laughs> I can't even handle it. And Sardo is kind of like, he looks a lot like um, a skinnier John Lovitz. Yeah, he kind of does. Well, I also a smaller head John Lovitz. Yeah, he definitely has a smaller head. And he has like this weird like. He has like very gelled hair. He has yes. like a jerry curl kind of. <laughs> he and he like always a... <laughs> wears he always wears blouses. Yes, a big fan of the blouses also. <laughs> and like jewelry. Yes. Like, he's a he, very flamboyant character. He's fl- he's like a flamboyant pirate. He's 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 like yeah. a, he's a colorful pirate. He is. Um <laughs> It's something else. So, um, so the kid opens it and finds out that he's won a telescope and a fucking knife. Um, and you know, he's bummed out as a kid. If you want a knife, I I don't know why he's upset about the knife. He's like, Oh, it's just junk in here. eh?" it's like you won a antique dagger. That's pretty cool. Without to be like, uh, like a sexist or anything. I, I just as a male myself, uh, any boy that want a fucking knife, <laughs> that shit is like gold. That shit is worth its weight in gold. Like, Especially one that looks so fucking cool. A fucking like that, weapon. Too. A real weapon. 
Right. Of course you want a real weapon. Get the fuck out of here. Um, he's like so opposed to the yeah, knife. He's like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he brings it home anyway, and he just immediately dumps it on his little brother um, because his date has arrived. Oh, the girlfriend's here. And you know what? She's horny when she gets Yo, there. she's... That's, she's horny. That's why I'm saying, like, I don't think he's that bad of a guy because he's like... No, he's not a bad guy. <laughs> he's just going to grow up to be bad later. Not like he's going to, like, abuse Maybe this just, girl... He's just going to... He's just going to be irritated. Maybe this girl will... Tell. Maybe this girl will turn him around. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe this girl will be like, you need to learn some fucking manners. <laughs> If you want this, I could pinpoint the exact moment that her pussy got dry. <laughs> and I will tell you when we get. I to don't want to talk about a 13 year olds. OK, I'm just telling you, I can tell you the exact moment. I'm saying metaphorically speaking, Sean, I can tell you the exact moment that she was turned okay. off by him. Okay. And like, I have to leave right now. Well, she does leave at some point. She does. She does. But mm, I, mm, I don't know if that happens. You have to you have to. Ref- Oh, Prove you'll it. know. I'll tell you. Okay. Okay. Um, so, um, meanwhile, in little brother Max's room, the telescope starts shaking and spinning. It's got a mind of its own. Little brother's downstairs. He's like, "Is I don't suppose there's any chance we can make out. And they're about to make out. And then fucking Max pops up and is like, this telescope's moving by itself. <laughs> And the and the older brother Rush, I'm just gonna call him Rush. I don't care what his real name is. Okay, he's fucking furious. Yeah, well, yeah, he is. Um, this this isn't great for him. <laughs> no, but this is the moment because he, I think that she sees what a dick he is to his little brother and how explosive he gets because he and he also he calls him a festering sore. Yeah, that's that's pretty rough. And I think she was Wait. like, "That's a." You are right. His name is fucking Rush. Does it say that on IMDb? Yes. Does it say that. It's it's Incredible. fucking Rush. That is honestly unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not crazy. Oh my god. That's so fucking crazy to me. This guy's a big actor too. They I um this show launched launched careers. I think it did. Like these this guy's like a TV, like, he's been in TV forever. Um, Ryan Gosling was on this show. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's fucking wild. All right. Um, so, Rush. Wow. That's that's something. But see, you say you say she's done there, but she comes back and she instigates making out later. Wait, when does she come back? Just in just like a few minutes. She just comes back in a few minutes. Oh, she fucking lays okay. it on thick. She does, but there's, but the point. Okay, this is, I'm thinking of what happens after. Actually, that might not happen. I don't know. <laughs> she leaves at some point, shortly after he calls her, or calls uh, the brother a festering sore. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, because she's like, I, he's cute. Yeah, I just think she's like, okay, like, you're gonna, you're gonna get it later, but you need to fucking calm down and stop being so shitty to your little brother. <laughs> Yeah, I, and I right. think, she, and I think she thinks that festering sore is a, a lame insult. Oh wow, I don't. They're Canadian. She's she's. I don't think she thinks right. it's lame. They're Canadian. I think she's like that was the meanest thing you could ever call. <laughs> you could ever call somebody. Okay, okay. You're totally that is right. the cruelest thing I've ever heard. 
Yeah, so she was appalled. She was appalled by festering sore yeah. because that's like calling someone a cunt. Yeah, it's the C word. It's this. It's terrible. It's the C word. It's terrible. So, uh, it's, so this is the CDs part. <laughs> yes. Well, so yeah. So the kid goes back upstairs and is like, mm, 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 like, and then the kid's like, I'm just up here to get some CDs, and then gets the CDs, and then goes back down. Say, oh, that's when she starts making out with him. Because he brings down the CDs and he's like, so, oh, yeah. he's like, so do you want to listen to me? Like, I'm telling you, this guy's like, listen, they portray him <laughs> as a dick. He's a dickhead to his brother. But to this girl, he's he is putty. He doesn't know what to do with this woman. He, he's never been with a woman. <laughs> this woman's No, gonna, but he's so desperate. This, he's so desperate. And he's like, that's what I'm saying is like, he's a two faced little shit <laughs> because he's a maniacal asshole okay i guess you're right I his guess brother right. and then he's like Ooh, to the girl it's like no that's how he's he's gonna treat you like he treats a little brother right. when eventually he gets eventually. bored of you yeah, eventually yeah, yeah. She knows i guess you're coming. right i guess you're right but but listen this woman's about to make a man out of him because he's like he's like she he's like want to listen horny. to some music and then she's just like bam lays one on him and he just drops the cds um <laughs> So I, yeah, she never. She I, I think even with the 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 comment, she was like, you know what? She's gonna she's gonna give him the benefit <laughs> of might, the doubt. She might have some daddy issues, but but some stuff happens. But she does leave eventually after a fight that the brother and him have. Well, sure, because he's just an asshole. Yeah, that's when she's like, okay, well, the festering sore I overlooked, but yeah, it's because um, right while that's happening, the CDs, a hand grabs the little brother from under the bed. Which is terrifying. And also, I mean, it wasn't terrifying to watch, but like, <laughs> is it scary to watch? It wasn't yes. like, ter- <laughs> it wasn't like on the show terrifying. I'm just saying like, that would be terrifying. That is like a childhood fear of like being grabbed. Yeah, yeah, bed. absolutely. Especially if like, when you tried to pull it away, it was revealed that it was a skeleton hand yeah, under the glove. That would, that would be that extra would, scary. That would be the fucking worst. And then, uh, so the kid's like, help me. <laughs> and Russ is like, God damn it. <laughs> He's like, shut the fuck up. So Russ goes upstairs and of course the hand's not there. And then that's when Russ has a meltdown. And that's when um, uh, the girl's like, yeah, I don't think this is going to work out and leave. <laughs> so Rush, um, we just abruptly cut to Rush to having a dream about a graveyard. He sees that dead pirate from, well, the, the bum pirate from earlier. He sees his ghost and he's like, tis you the one. You, tis you, you the one. What he wants is not what he desires. Don't be fooled. Remember my words. <laughs> Fucking absurd. It's so cryptic. So cryptic. Like, why? What? What was the first ghost? What was the first movie where they were like, let's <laughs> let's make it canon that <laughs> ghosts cannot just tell you what they need. <laughs> Right. They have they to have talk to... in fucking riddles. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. You can't just be like, hey, I need you to do this. I need you to avenge my death. No, he's going to he's speaking in verse. And like if there was some type of law for ghosts where it was like you can't help the humans, you can you have to speak in like riddles. They'd be like, you know what? The riddles, the humans always solve the riddle. So let's just not say anything like let, right. no more talking. No more talking. Right. No more talking. <laughs> We just appear. Um, Brush's bright orange blouse, by the way. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. <laughs> under the moonlight, under the graveyard yeah. moonlight. 
Well, that ghost disappears, and then Cutter comes up behind him with a skeleton hand, and uh, Russ wakes up. And now the telescope works. Even though he's in his house, he looks through the telescope, and he can see himself walking to the graveyard again, which I don't understand, but... Look, there were so many elements in this movie that that were unnecessary, and that was one of them. I was like, "Oh, that's kind of weird." When's what's that all about? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> like the telescope just made up its own rules as it went along. It did. It did. Um, but meanwhile, Max is drawn outside. Well, so okay, wait, I'm lying. I'm lying. So, uh, <laughs> Rush goes back to Sardo's. And is like, take this fucking bullshit telescope. Like, it's fucking, you, you, you're fucking wacky. Um, and we get, we get such a Vink tease right now. Oh, yeah. Hardcore Vink tease. It is. Hardcore <laughs> Vink season. Because you see Vink's, uh, you see Vink's body but and hear his voice, but you don't see him. And he's like, the boy will be back. And when he returns, you send him to me. <laughs> fucking tease that vank uh at back at the house though max is drawn to a, a foggy window as you know that's what pirates move move through is the fog and uh he finds a telescope outside as well as a fucking fisherman boat <laughs> and uh rush goes looking for him finds him outside uh, or no first he goes into his room and finds a knife with a note that says this is no dream. The boy is mine. Oh, yeah. Child slavery. Classic. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Um, Classic. Yeah. The, the boat pulls up to uh, Max outside and it's a skeleton. Uh, and then it turns into this like hunchback type fellow. Uh, like a wart. Yeah. He chases him back in the house. He corners him there. Uh, and then Cutter appears. But Max is in a trance and they just kind of take him. <laughs> I just don't get why he wants to steal the child so bad. Yeah, no, I mean, well, they kind of try and explain it, but it's not. Yeah, enough. but it's, it's not the enough. worst it's explanation. Not, it's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough at all. Like, what is the point of the child? <laughs> yeah. And, okay. and, we'll Cut- get there. and Cutter's like, and Cutter's like, take a look. It'll be the last time you see him. Um, and then they disappear into the boat. They drift away. Um Rush looks into the telescope and sees that they are headed to the lighthouse. Well, actually, it's not a lighthouse. It's like a fucking cave. But for some reason, it's also like a castle. I, I don't really understand it, but it's fine. Um, But the Midnight's we go cut to the Midnight Society where it starts to rain. And everyone's like, oh, man, this is the best story ever. They, they are on the edge of their seats. They they think, yeah. They they just wanted to continue. They're oh. like, just finish it, just finish. It. <laughs> but they're like about to come from the story. They are. They are. They're they're like pent up, like rush. Right. They're ready to bust, and then, <laughs> but quite the tease. Uh, to be continued. To be continued. The gang runs away into the rain. And all I could think at this point is like, wow, this was so unnecessary. This two parts, two parts of this is unbelievably unnecessary. It's, it's it's actually not a compelling story at all. It's one of the least compelling stories I've seen on TV ever. Um, so we start part two, uh, and it's a recap of Rush and Max, Rush and Max. And uh, Rush goes to Sardo after the recap um, about his missing brother. 
which he says, the, 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 so, Rush is like, oh, let's call the police. And so I was like, nah. this guy's obsessed with calling the police. This guy fucking loves cops. He was just like, I'm going to call the cops on you. Fucking and Sardo's like, yeah, he's a narc. And, and Sardo's like, ah, good luck. But I also, I mean, yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't you just be like, my brother's missing? Like, sure. it's not like he would, but I guess Rush is an idiot. He'd be like, a pirate took my brother. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so Sardo's like, listen, listen, you little bitch. <laughs> Why don't you go see this guy, Dr. Van Kill, help you out? He gave me the chest. So he goes oh. to Dr. Vink. And he's a barber in this episode. No, he's not. He's no. That chair. Yes. He sits him in a barber chair. No, he gives him a business card and says, go see this hairdresser at the wild boar salon. <laughs> and the wild boar is like the same name as the soup. The okay. So that's restaurant. So because I thought he was a perfume guy. Cause he's like, do you want to try my perfumes? No, he just like uses them. These things to like tonics to rub he on loves, the scalp. Yeah. This guy loves tinctures and <laughs> tinctures he, and tonics. He, he always has the most whimsical workspaces with like bubbling things. Yeah, he's like pre Harry Potter. Like, you know what? Totally. We should, can we start a petition to get fucking that, that bitch JK Rowling's to put, I don't know why I called her a bitch to put, <laughs> to put, to put, um, Dr. Vink in, in Harry Potter world. Like he should be, let's clear the rights. Let's get this guy in there. He belongs in that world. He does belong in that world. I just want to see more Dr. Vink as an adult. Get him, get him in to, to, to fantastic beasts. He's in America. The wild boar. That sounds like totally Harry Potter shit. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. His whole world and the way he dresses and he's just like so whimsical. Yeah, I'm with it, man. Let's I'm a Vink Stan. I'm a Vink Stan also. Wait, did you see my my post today about or maybe it was yesterday? I don't know. Oh, no, it was today because it's Friday and new new music was released. So I I was on my Spotify new new music. Well, it wasn't the new music for you because this was not directed at me. Because I don't know who the fuck this person is. But it was like all the new music that was released today. And uh, yeah. I I saw Stan, but by this, this person I've never heard of in my life. And it said like Spotify sessions. And I was like, huh, I know two songs by the name of Stan. Eminem and one by um, that guy Black. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm like, is this a cover of one of those? Or is this just a new song? <laughs> I listened to it and it is like, I don't even know how to explain it. It is like, as if like old school, Justin or not. Yeah. Old school, Justin Bieber, like childhood, Justin Bieber covered Stan by Eminem. What? By Eminem. Why would you cover that song? It's so weird. You you need to go listen to it later. Like as soon um, as we no, done I know. Cause I'm no, cause I'm upset by that. No, Why would you cover that song? So so bizarre it it's one of the most bizarre things i've ever heard of it's like one of the most iconically eminem songs right you can't cover that song because that's an eminem song i mean the guy literally like, is talking to slim shady like he says slim he's dying his hair blonde. <laughs> you also can't cover rap songs I'm that's sorry. what i think i agree with that also like that's something you can't cover yeah you can cover other songs but you can't cover rap that song's so personal like it talks about his wife yeah. his uncle 
his like his, his ki- daughter. Yeah. <laughs> like it is so incredibly personal. You It's so weird. It's so fucking weird. And also that song is like a perfect song. Like it sounds perfect. It's I fine. don't want that. Yeah. Like it's fu- you know what I mean? Like you're there's no way you're going to improve it. You're just going to make people angry. And I think I think this the kid that I, I I'm calling him a kid. I have no idea who this person is. Um I'm going to look it up right now real quick. Uh, I'll abolish that person. <laughs> he he even sings um he even sings the Dido part himself. Like he is a Stop si- it. <laughs> That's fucking unacceptable. He is a singer. This man is a, a singer. <laughs> oh, his name is Alec Benjamin. I got to pull him up real quick. Alec Benjamin. Oh, I see it. I see it. I'm looking at your story right now. Is it? It's Alec Benjamin, right? Oh, yeah. So it's just this nerdy white American singer songwriter. He looks like a doofus. I mean, <sighs> oh, yeah, this is bad. This is a bad. This is bad. But yeah, he, he covered it, man. That's horrible. And oh, it, on his Twitter, he just said, I wonder if Eminem will ever hear my cover of Stan. <laughs> I hope he doesn't just for Eminem's sobriety and his sanity. I hope he never has to hear it. You know what, though? Even worse, this kid's 24 years old. Like, Ugh, so he wasn't even like, no, he was I, like I was a baby when that song came out. Yeah. And, and honestly, like, but even if he was recording this as a younger person, I'd be like, I'd give him a little bit more leeway. Like if he was like a 13 year old singer, songwriter type person, yeah. I'd be like, okay, you're, you're still a fucking idiot. But uh, no, but he's a grown ass man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you woo, woo. <sighs> That's disappointing. Mm, yeah, well, it's scarier than Cutter's treasure. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> Where were we? How did so, we get from Doctor <laughs> Vink, Doctor Vink's barber shop? Okay, S- wait. Sincerely this, yours, this- Mister Stan. Yeah, sincerely yours, Dr. Vink. You're a fan, Vink. Um, <laughs> oh, because I said I was a Vink stand. You are a Vink stand. So, and I am. Yeah, so we're introduced to Dr. Vink, who's in his barber shop, I guess. And he goes, Vink's the name, Dr. Vink. And um, he also he's also like, uh, I'm not a nutbag, even though no one says it. In, <laughs> in, in the- yeah, he just like has to put that in there. Yeah, yeah. But Vink reveals um, his latest thing is hair and perfumes. Um, and of course they have interesting properties, uh, but he does not use them on this fellow. Uh, Vink tells him everything he knows about Cutter, which is everything, which is yeah. literally everything. <laughs> he's, he's like a Cutter expert. Yes. Yes. He's he like Cutter wrote his dissertation. Expert. On, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's the, he is the mangle expert. And, uh, uh yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> he, and I, I think the kid, Brings up a very good point. Rush brings up a good point, which is why the fuck does this 200 year old pirate give a shit? Like, why the fuck should I be fighting this 200 year old pirate? Like, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Like, not, <laughs> what is the point? Why? Which, which is also the best part of the show. Cause he, uh, he's like, you, you open the chest, you have to do battle with him. And he's like, what? I don't want to. What's your full name? Russell Ian Keegan. So what? He flips over the chest and reveals a name carved into the bottom of the chest for no reason. Says Ian Keegan. So he is the ancestor of the guy and he's got to finish the job now. 
So stupid. Yeah. So Vink brings him to the site of his dream. Um, he encounters the OG Ian Keegan, who's like, who again is like, also grandson, no. don't be fooled. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Why does Doctor Vink care so much too? Because I mean, he's getting some cash at the end of this. Oh yeah, I forgot about the cash. But like this, this is a but lot there, of work for cash. Look, this no, is a lot of I, work for cash. Right. There are way easier ways to but make like, cash. I feel like Doctor Vink. Well, I mean, outside of trying to kill everyone by stealing their fears, <laughs> um, he has weird hobbies. In this, in this episode, it, it appears Vink, like you said, is more whimsical. Like in this episode, it feels like he's like. He's just looking for an adventure. Like he's yeah. like, he's like, like he's, I, he's like, I just got to see this through. Like, <laughs> like this shit's weird and magical and that's kind of up my alley. So let me just see what happens. here. Right. I'll put two children in peril <laughs> because this is like really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's kids a bored are, weirdo. Kids are pawns in this, in this show. Kids um, are pa- <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, okay, I'm sorry. You were talking about the the uh, yeah. bum pirate. Oh yeah, so the bum pirate shows back up at the at the castle-ish type thing, and he's like, "The dagger has the power, grandson. Don't be fooled. What he wants is not what he desires." <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he's in the cave. Uh, Are we in the cave right now? He, uh, yeah, he goes in. Yeah, skeleton. It's like Indiana yeah, yeah, Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very Indiana Jones. Um, he falls down and, uh, a skeleton's like, welcome aboard skipper. And then he like, <laughs> I laughed down. out loud at that part. <laughs> he falls down like a fucking pit of despair. Yeah. Very Indiana Jones set style. It actually looks like they use the legends of the hidden temple set. You're right. It's, it's definitely not like yeah. as high tech. <laughs> no, yeah, it's a like little... it's not as artfully done. It is definitely like you're about to see Kirk Fogg swinging in on a rope. Yeah, some foam shit, <laughs> some foam stones. Right. Um, uh, yeah, so he's walking around this creepy dungeon and he sees his little brother. A little bro. But he's acting a little weird. He's acting a little... Looks drugged. He looks, looks a little... Like been... <laughs> he looks like he's been drugged. It looks like, it looks like old Cutter's... Uh, him and old Cutter have been doing some weird shit down here. But turns out, nope, it's just uh, one of the <laughs> pirates who somehow has now had the power to turn into shapeshift. <laughs> I guess. Also, and, the spy also the spyglass keeps like changing magical things that it does. Yes. Well, and and this is kind of weird, too, because. To dispatch this uh, hunchback pirate that shows back up, all he does is hold out that fucking dagger, and it it kills that pirate. Like, it makes him disappear by shooting a light yeah. out at him. By shooting, it, w- it was a magical dagger. <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous. That's fucking ridiculous. Because I don't know. It's just, it was fucking stupid. Because how did his fucking granddad lose a fight if all he had to do was hold the goddamn dagger? <laughs> Also, the granddad was an idiot to begin with, because in the opening scene in the prologue, he's like, I'm going to kill you when he's like 10 feet behind him. It's like, you don't say that (laughs) when you're not even close to the guy. You're not even an inch away about to stab him. He said he gave the guy plenty of time to be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, he dispatches this guy. 
He finds his brother in a cage. <laughs> He's about to get him out, but Cutter appears. And Cutter is so pissed. <laughs> Cutter's like, I've been waiting two centuries for a grand battle. <laughs> And I love that Rush is like, I don't want to fight, though. Yeah, Rush is like, uh, I don't want to fight. I don't have a sword. And Cutter's like, well, then that's too bad. (laughs) Yeah, Um, he doesn't, like, toss him one or anything. Yeah, and then Fink, like, sneaks in somehow. How did Dr. Fink get there? I don't know. But also, Fink's, like, you're like, oh, what's Fink going to do? Fink's going to help this kid. Here's how Fink helps this. Hey, Sean, it's Vink, okay? Oh, Vink, Vink. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Damn. Wait, why was I? Uh, wait, I think I might have wrote in. F- <laughs> Are wait. you autocorrected to Vink? I think it might. No, no, it definitely says Vink. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm just a fucking idiot because. Oh no, I did write Fink. I wrote Fink there. Okay, all right, yeah. This one spot I wrote Fink. That's what fucked me up. So Vink walks in, and um. And like, you're like, oh, what's he going to do? What's he going to do to help the kid? Here's what he does. The kid's like sitting there about to be murdered. And Vink's like, hey, kid, you have a dagger that you can use. (laughs) Dude, that part was so funny because it was like the stage hand giving directions to the kid on stage on his line. It was like, what? What? Like, (laughs) He forgot already the thing that the weird ghost grandpa told him. You're about I don't to, think so. You're about to be murdered. And, and he's like, hey, don't forget to use the sword. You're not going to use the one thing that you fucking have to fight. Like, you fucking <laughs> kidding has, me? He has to have. How did Dr. Vink even get there? I don't know. And then and then Cutter, like, the kid pulls out the dagger. And in two seconds, Cutter kicks the dagger out of his fucking hands. <laughs> he's Um, like four times the size of him yeah and and it's unbelievable um he's about to kill him but the brother frees himself and grabs the dagger little max grabs the dagger i don't think so (laughs) They, they, they hold up the dagger and it shoots a light at cutter tying him into the chair um and vink vink's like hey man you're gonna have to kill this guy But then Rush, Rush has this like spiritual awakening at this moment. Even that is unbelievable that Vink has two children and he's like, hey, kid, you're going to have to just fucking murder this guy. (laughs) Why doesn't Vink murder him? It's so crazy. Um, But yeah, then he remembers uh, what his great grandpappy Ian said. And uh, he's like, he's like, (laughs) but we get a long dissertation about everything here like that's what i'm saying is he has this like come to jesus moment with himself right because cutter's like just fucking kill me <laughs> well he, he does not say that <laughs> he's like but he he kind of does that's basically he does it's it's the context he's like he's like just kill me like just do it just do it you little baby and like rush is like want has thinks he has to do it but doesn't want to and then he's like oh wait my great grandpappy said not to do what he says <laughs> <laughs> and um, he, and then and but then Rush goes one step further and starts explaining this guy's psychological issues, right? And, and is like this, guy, and basically is like Cutter's doing all of this, this elaborate plot because he's like l- lonely. <laughs> it was so bad. It, he's like, I was so upset at that explanation. Yeah, he's like, you just don't want to be down here alone, so you stole my brother, so I would have to come down here and fight you because you just like fighting people. 
And Cutter's like, no. And um, so he's like, I'm going to leave you alive. But then the cave caves in. Yes. Yes. Wouldn't that kill him? And he's like, no. He's a a ghoul. So, yeah, he's also a ghoul. So he's already dead. Yeah. None of this makes sense, Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not making excuses here. I mean, but the kid also breaks the knife. So that way, you know. No. Oh, and then it does a magic thing when it breaks the knife. Yeah, I don't know. I don't quite know. What. But they escape. Um, Great grandpappy Ian tells his grandson he's so proud of him. Um, the kids look through the telescope, which again, the powers of the telescope change again and transports them home. Right. All of a sudden, it's like a teleporter. Another time and another place. Um, and, and then the kids for like five minutes discuss whether they're going to tell people about this. I'm like, no, why, why the fuck would you tell anybody about this? Like, this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> um, but the most important part about this, the most important part about this ending is Dr. Vink shows up. Yes. And, um, Dr. Vink's gives them two little shitty little jewels. Oh, yeah. As payment for risking their lives. And then Sardo shows up. The sexual tension between <laughs> Sardo and Vink is palpable. It is They're touching each other's clothing. Those two, if those two didn't fuck after, whether it's characters or actors, I don't even know. Because, like, you know, you know, like, you have to have chemistry. Like, people talk about, like, right. chemistry between actors. They had it. They Yo, had it. electric. Electric. These two. <laughs> these two. I ship them. I ship them for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. I just found out what that is. I just I just Googled <laughs> that recently because I saw somebody <laughs> posting about it. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. They, it's so stupid. No, these guys, I, for sure, ship these two. Power uh, couple. Power couple. They could take over the world. The way they touch. And then there's even like, um, I I don't know why I didn't write it down, but Sardo says shit. That, oh, Sardo's like, can't we go on an adventure together? Like Sardo's like <laughs> very sad that their relationship is ending because like Cutter's treasure's over. It was right. really interesting. It was such an interesting dynamic that we saw. Oh my God. It was so weird. And like Vink's like, I'll give you money. And like it's, <laughs> it's all so weird. It's all so it's, weird. It was a lot. And I really liked it. Oh, I really liked it. I loved I, it. And by the way, it's not weird. I, I, some people like fucking look into the shit we say. I'm not saying it's weird because I'm saying like it's a gay relationship. I'm saying it's just weird that like in a children's show it's it's clearly an undertone like there is no oh. way that this was like accidental <laughs> no that's sexual tension it's and i very was sexual. here for it i was like the most interesting part of the episode it was i i want to see vink and sardo like i want to see them team up and be like a duo that goes on adventures together the and they're both gay duo. the ambiguously gay whimsical duo <laughs> and like you know what? But I want the I don't even want them to be ambiguously gay. Like, no, I want representation. This is like very what, good. I don't, I don't even know what ambiguous means. Is that like It means hiding? like we don't know are they maybe, are they not? Like well, I want them to be fully I want them to be a fully out couple going on whimsical adventures together through time <laughs> and with magic and and they're both kind of fucked up, but they're heroes, like they're anti-heroes. I need to stop talking because I'm going to pitch this show to somebody. I'm going to pitch this. 
Uh, the other thing I want to mention, a gay magician and a, and a gay, whatever doctor, whatever, I, I don't want to say a gay doctor, but he's not a doctor. <laughs> he's not a doctor. He definitely just is like, I'm going to call myself a doctor to sound more sophisticated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love, I love in the dangerous soup when Reed is like a doctor of what Yeah, yeah <laughs> he yeah. calls him out on it. Um, uh. the other thing that happens is like. The kid, Rush, is, like, there for all of this. And Rush goes, well, I don't know who you guys are, but I don't think I'll ever forget you. Oh, yeah. And and if I was Rush, I would be like, I don't know who you guys are, but fuck you. Yeah, stay the fuck away from me. You put me me and my little brother's life in danger for fun and games. For a ruby. For a ruby, yeah. That looks like it came from the dollar store. It's not even real. I can tell. You got this. Oh, yeah. They're so brightly colored. Like <laughs> They're so fake. They look plastic. You can tell they're plastic. And then and then there's like that one final scene where the parents are pulling into the driveway. And they're like, whoa, we had a crazy adventure. And Rush and his brother are like, yeah, right. I bet you did. <laughs> not as crazy as us. Am I right? <laughs> And that's the end of um, the tale of Cutler's Cutter's Treasure, not Cutler's Um, Cutter's Treasure, man. Good episode. Good episode. So, Rachel, I don't know if you'll be back next week, but you might be. You might be. I'll I'll check with Joe. I'll check with Joe. I imagine it's going to be a few more weeks. I think Joe rushed back. um, Well, because like when when you have one kid, it's pretty easy to like find some time. To, um, right. to like do shit but like <laughs> you have a newborn Anna I forget how old she oh she's just one she I just went to her first birthday um wow yeah that's a lot on your plate it's man. a lot it is a lot so we'll find out what's going on with Joe <laughs> maybe we'll yeah, call I'm I'm happy to I'm happy to come back yeah we're and I'm also and I'm also happy if Joe's like get the fuck off my show yeah we'll find out we'll find out Joe's got his successful music podcast now what is that a real podcast um, it's not on cause he can't, um, host it technically cause of the copyrighted music. I, I, he, he'll, oh. he'll like put samples of songs on it so he can't, I don't know how that works. Could he get that on iTunes? Joe and I have like the same phone background too. The Boognish. Oh, <laughs> um, he, he has like, um, I don't know. He might be able to get it on iTunes. I don't know, but Spotify he definitely can't get it on. They won't. They won't allow it. But I, I think he might be able to get it on iTunes. I should talk to him about that. But it's on SoundCloud. It's on SoundCloud, and I think he's been putting them up on YouTube recently. So is it just him talking about different music? Yeah, yeah. He's That's like a little. Cool. He's like a little encyclopedia. So if you guys want to check that out, um, go to his Instagram, which I think is Bugnish nineteen eighty five. I don't know because he fucking they're all different. Yeah. Boognish1985 is his Instagram. Go there. Check out his link for his music podcast. Good shit there. Um, I'm at Facebook.com slash I hate horror. I hate horror dot com. And uh, I'm on Instagram at I hate horror. Rachel, tell them what they've won. They've won a trip to my Twitter feed. Where you'll see my <laughs> mania unfold in real time. <laughs> at the Rachel Fisher. You can see me. Pose like a hoe on Instagram at childlike empress. Oh, well, who doesn't want to see that? We love it. Who doesn't it. want to see that? Uh, we, we love it. 
We love it. And you can join my podcast or you can subscribe to my podcast. Whatever you do with a podcast. <laughs> Hollywood Crime Scene. And uh, uh, you can join the Facebook group, Hollywood Crime Scene Friends. And we talk about true crime and post memes and shit. If you're into that. Uh, I'm all about the memes. I'm all about the yeah. memes. It's it's a fun group. Yeah, there you go. All right, Rachel. So um, we won't know what we're doing next week until a little later, but we will um, we will chat. We will definitely chat, Rachel. Thank you so much for helping if this is the last time. And, um, yeah, it yeah. was a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. And for Joe, this is... Oh, wait. For Joe and Rachel, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios.